Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. After long delays, survivors of police torture in Chicago will finally be honored. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and this is Reset. A new monument will soon be built on the south side of our city. The Chicago Torture Justice Memorial is dedicated to the survivors of police torture by former police commander John Burge and his notorious Midnight Crew. They tortured over 100 people, most of them black men, to coerce false confessions from the 1970s to the 90s. Nearly $7 million will go towards building new monuments across the city, including the Police Torture Memorial. WBEZ's Dan Mihalopoulos joins us with details. So, Dan, this monument is being funded by a grant of over $6.5 million by the Mellon Foundation. How long has this memorial been in the works? So this has been in the works for eight years. In 2015, the city council passed a landmarks uh, reparations ordinance. Uh, It included a number of different things, um, this memorial, uh, and there was no funding for it until we find out that the Mellon Foundation is giving, in fact, $6.8 million dollars for eight monuments uh, that will commemorate various aspects of local history, not just police torture, but one of those eight monuments will be this new uh, police torture memorial for the the victims of the former commander, John Burge, Mm -hmm. and his infamous, quote-unquote, midnight crew, more than 100 uh, victims with um, false confessions, as you said, coerced Mm -hmm. from them, 118 of them actually, Uh, between the 70s and the 90s, a horrible chapter in uh, one of probably the worst chapters of the many dark chapters in the history of the Chicago Police Department uh, and in the history of our our communities that are supposed to be served and protected by them, and they will be commemorated in a permanent installation. Yeah. Anything we know about it so far, like what it would look like, this monument? Yeah, there's a design. It's by the artists uh, Patricia Wynn and John Lee, um, and uh, this design was chosen by, by a committee. It will have an open top uh, with light coming in. It'll be in a park on the south side. I don't know exactly where. And it will be a, a sort of walkway with the names of the various uh, people who were tortured into false confessions and in many cases uh, served uh, prison terms for crimes they didn't do, but because they were tortured so severely, they they admitted to doing things that they did not do. Yeah. They were not guilty of. I mean, do we understand at all why the torture happened in the first place? Yeah, I think that uh, Burge and, and his crew wanted to uh, clear some cases from the books, and instead of actually solving those crimes, uh, they found people that they were familiar with, uh, maybe for other reasons um, that they'd come across and, uh, you know, would do things like put plastic bags over their heads. They had a black box with wires coming out of it, as they they called it, the black box for essentially electroshock torture, racial slurs, um, you know, a variety of these uh, just essentially torturous uh, methods of extracting admissions uh, that were really not true. I mentioned earlier there are over 100 survivors, Dan. I mean, anything else you can tell us about them and maybe what they've done since this horrific abuse? Well, some of them uh, got money out of that uh, 2015 ordinance. I mean, I don't think any of them would would trade the money for what they've been through. 
uh, but there are uh, some sorts of reparations involved, and they want it to be remembered so it doesn't happen again. One of the survivors was at this news conference on Monday, on Juneteenth, with Mayor Brandon Johnson and other city officials to announce this grant, and uh, his name was Anthony Holmes. Uh, he spent a lot of time in prison uh, for some crime that he did not commit, yeah. uh, homicide, actually, and uh, he was very emotional and uh, very grateful that uh, this will finally happen so that it will be remembered. Mm -hmm. And by being remembered, maybe not uh, continue to happen or happen again. You mentioned this Juneteenth event with the mayor. Here's what uh, here's why Brandon Johnson says this monument is necessary. As we fight for emancipation, we also have to make sure that we are doubling down on our efforts to ensure that justice is realized in the city of Chicago and around the country. So what exactly is the city contributing to the uh, Torture Justice Memorial? So at that news conference that I was at, the mayor also announced that the city will come up with another million dollars to make sure that this does happen. They'll come up with the land. Again, I'm not exactly sure where yet, but, you know, this gave Brandon Johnson an opportunity, you know, not even a month after he's sworn into office and only a couple of months uh, after he was elected to say that he's accomplished something that his predecessors, his last two predecessors, so this ordinance was passed in 2015. Rahm Emanuel was the mayor then, and you had the one and only term of Lori Lightfoot, and it's now happening where it did not happen. They, mm-hmm. And he, so he's able to, to uh, boast that it happened on his watch. I, I don't know exactly when they applied for this grant and who really deserves all the credit, um, but it's going to become reality with this money from the Mellon Foundation. You know, they're spending $250 million across the whole country for, right. for these kind of monuments that uh, I wouldn't say are rewriting history, that are probably, they would say, making history align with the truth and with what really happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, but be that as it may, this is the largest individual grant that any city is going to get in the country. So to put that into some perspective, it's $6.8 million out of the $250 million. This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. If you're just tuning in, Chicago's South Side will be getting a monument dedicated to the survivors of Chicago's police torture by a former police commander and his officers. Now, this comes after a nearly $7 million grant that was gifted to the city by the Mellon Foundation to fund the Torture Justice Memorial. This is along with a number of other monuments. And here giving us the details is WBEZ investigative reporter Dan Mahalopoulos. Um, There are seven other projects, Dan, um, being funded by the Mellon Foundation grant. Can you tell us more? About yeah, those? Yeah, I think uh, there'll be one uh, for Mother Jones, the, the labor activist, Rakia Boyd, um, also um, Latinas in Pilsen. Uh, you know, so clearly these are efforts. Um, they're also going to, to redo some of the George Washington Memorial, uh, and that's been talked about for some time. It, it all is coming at a time when people are saying, do our monuments, do our school curricula, do they really reflect what's really been the history of the country or have they excluded particularly women, mm-hmm. uh, people of color and, and and others who have been part of the history of the United States but but are not in the monuments, are not in the history books. And, and it also comes at a time when there is some reconsideration of people who were considered heroic over time. Right. You know, your Christopher Columbuses and, and people like that um, who, you know, 
are being looked at through a different prism now mm-hmm. uh, than they were previously throughout the history of this country or the, the history of uh, since settlement by Europeans of this land, um, so to speak. So, you know, there those are highly controversial things, and there are some t- there's some talk about changing monuments that were already there that are deemed to be racist. And I asked the mayor about that. There's a commission that says they should do something about that. But he kind of dodged the question. You know, he told me that I'm not a dictator. I'm an organizer. And there's a community process and he's going to give it space to to play itself out. So what happens with these monuments is up to the So he wouldn't give too much more on what he he thinks of those recommendations. I I mean, and this this was launched, uh, Lightfoot launched this um, Chicago Monuments project that you were describing Correct. Right, Correct. But again, it takes money to, to build a monument yeah. and, and to, to build something uh, worthy of that. And there are people that will tell you, you know, why isn't this? It was a violent weekend, uh, as is often the case in, in summer weekends in Chicago. Especially holiday weekends. Yeah, especially holiday long weekends when it starts to get warmer. And, uh, OK, why isn't this money spent on, you know, policing? Well, that that's assuming that more policing necessarily will lead to less crime, which right. is, I think, an assumption that many, many would not accept. And it's also saying that, you know, there's this false dichotomy out there that either we have very strong and aggressive policing or, or you know, we are undermining it by talking about torture and other misconduct, excessive force and, and really atrocities that yeah. have been perpetrated again against communities that the police are ostensibly there to serve and protect. Do we have a timeline? Do we know when these monuments and memorials are going to be built? Not exactly, but, you know, the mayor was just elected, and he says it's going to happen on his watch. The money is there. I'm sure the Mellon Foundation will make sure that their money, especially the largest grant that they're giving out as part of this national $250 million five-year initiative. They're three years into the five-year initiative. So yeah, I yeah. would think that we should start asking questions if it's not there in a year or two. Sounds like so far it's a, it's a priority. Yeah, it's yeah. it's obviously a priority for the foundation that is funding it and uh, for the city of Chicago. We've been talking with WBEZ investigative reporter Dan Mahalopoulos. Thank you for the update, Dan. My pleasure. This episode of Reset was produced by Micah Yason, and it was edited by Andrew Merriweather and Dan Tucker. Now, if you're looking for more ways to connect with Reset, then why not subscribe to our newsletter? You'll get personal recommendations for things to see and do around Chicago from your fellow neighbors. Plus, you'll get all the major headlines about our region. Subscribe now by going to wbez.org slash Reset News. That's all for today. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the news live on WBEZ and NPR. The WBEZ stream sounds great in the kitchen on your smart speaker and anywhere on the WBEZ app. Listen every day.